Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Wednesday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, today is the best day of the week, despite the fact that um, the pollen from the flowers and the grasses and the trees is trying to kill me right now and I can't breathe or or function as a normal human. Oh, man. For anybody out there who suffers with hay fever, um, then you know the feeling when those seasonal allergies roll around. It just makes your life miserable. Um, anyway, today I want to uh, talk about an interview that I had this morning with uh, a guy called Scott Thornbury, and he is... Uh, very well known in the world of English language uh, teaching. He's a teacher trainer and he, he, him and some colleagues created a teaching methodology called dogme. And you, you, it's, it's probably best to describe him as, as anti-establishment, which means that we both see eye to eye on a number of different issues relating to language learning, which is which is fantastic. And, you know, he's been fighting for change in the world of language learning for, for a very long time, 20 years or more. And so it's great to talk to him. And to give you an idea about um, what he's about, um, so the Dogme language teaching methodology has 10 key principles and three main precepts. And the first precept is conversation-driven driven teaching. So conversation is seen as central to language learning within the dogma framework because it is the fundamental and universal form of language. And so it is considered to be language at work. Yes, exactly. Conversation is everything. Um... Conversation is basically the reason that humans have language, is to have conversation. So if you're not having conversations, then then you're, you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, the next one is a materials light approach. The dogma approach considers that student-produced material is preferable to published materials and textbooks to the extent of inviting teachers to take a vow of chastity and not use textbooks. Isn't that refreshing? <laughs> and and in fact, um, in our interview this morning, I asked him, I said, do you think that language teaching would be just better if we just burned all of the textbooks? And if you want to know how he replied to that question, you're going to have to watch the interview with him, <laughs> which, I, um, which I'm going to publish in, uh, in, in a few weeks. Um, and the third precept is emergent language. Dogma considers language learning to be a process where language emerges rather than one where it is acquired. And, and again, um, it's true, you know, um, language emerges. So, so yeah, so um, that will give you an idea about some of the things that we talked about. And it was a great conversation. Um, he talked about maybe gave some advice to teachers about how they can teach better 
gave some advice to students about how they can learn on their own. And also just talked generally about uh, the problem of, of exams. Mm, exams. Everybody that I'm talking to really sees exams as the problem. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> Not only do we need to burn the textbooks, we need to get rid of the exams. Um, not just because of some, like, teenage whim, like, oh, exams are boring, let's get rid of them. Just because they're doing a lot of damage to learning. They're not helping, they're damaging. Anyway, um, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about today's word of the day, which is to debunk. Debunk. Now, you probably know that little prefix at the beginning, D, which means to, like, undo something like degrease your 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 oven um to descend the mountain go down the mountain um to decriminalize something so it means undoing so what about this other second part bunk well i'm going to tell you a little story about about the word bunk it's an interesting little story so Maybe you know the word bunk from bunk beds. Bunk beds are those are those kind of normally they're single beds and there's one on top of the other one like a like a bed sandwich and everybody always wants the top bunk. Of course, the top bunk is the best. And you know, you see bunk beds in military uh, barracks, you see them in um in children's bedrooms, you see them in boarding schools. Um and so bunk comes from um, the, the old word, which means to sit, to sit. Because, you know, the bed kind of is a place where you, it's a kind of a flat, flat surface that you can do stuff on, including sitting and, and lying down. So bunk beds. And that's even where we got the word bunker. Maybe, you know, the word bunker from, from the military from, you know, in World War II, they had these bunkers under the ground where you would sit on the dirt. So it's all about sitting. And in fact, in English, we still have this, this word for a seat, which is a bench. Bank, bunk, bench. Okay, so um, a bench is different from a chair or a seat because... A bench is kind of flat and it has no back or arms. A bench looks more like a table than than a seat. And in a lot of other European languages, they have this word. So like in, in Spanish, you have a banco. And also in Italian, you have banco. And this is a story I want to tell you. I want to tell you about Italian bancos. Because maybe you've noticed that banco and bunk they're very similar to to the words in those languages for bank you know the place that has all your money and the the connection is very is a very great story so back in medieval italy in the in the local town square they had these these guys who would lend money so maybe if you were a medieval farmer you would go into the town square and ask for 20 
medieval Italian gold coins to go and buy your cow, right? Because you needed a cow. Or maybe you wanted to buy a plow or some other type of farm equipment. And these people in the town square who would lend money, they would sit at or behind bancos, benches, right? And so the idea of, of lending and borrowing money became associated with the bench. You'd go to the banco, go to the bench. And that's, that's where we get our modern words for the place that lends money. And the even better part of the story is that if the banker gave too much money to the wrong people and the people never paid them back, then the, the, the officials of the, of the town or the city would, would go down to the town square and they would break your bench into two parts or three parts or a thousand little parts. They would break your bench to say that this person was done. They were bankrupt. And bankrupt comes from the Italian, bancorotto. Bankrupt, the broken bench. And so that, that brings us back to our word of the day, debunk. So debunk must mean something about removing a chair or removing a place to sit or removing money, maybe? Well, actually, no. Um, I was leading you down the garden path. I was tricking you. Um, this bunk has nothing to do with any of the other bunks. This bunk is a short version of the name of a town in South Carolina in America called Buncombe. Now, Buncombe is also a word. Now, in this, in this town in South Carolina, in this town called Buncombe, there was this politician who was always talking nonsense. Blah, 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 blah. Nonsense. And he became so famous about talking nonsense that talking nonsense became associated with the place of Buncombe. And so you would say, ha, huh, you're talking Buncombe. What a load of Buncombe. The earth is flat. What? Buncombe. Um, and then, of course, because, you know, language is always changing, people decided to to, to shorten this even more to become a noun, which is bunk. And so you can say you're talking bunk, which has the same meaning, you're talking nonsense. And so when we debunk, that means that we are removing the nonsense. So debunking is about destroying myths. Debunking is about telling truths. Debunking is about showing the lies for what they are. You know, the famous duo on Mythbusters spend all their time debunking myths. And um, Scott Thornbury, my, my man from the interview this morning, he's also out there trying to debunk what it really means to learn and teach a language. Um, and it's, it's a regular verb, so you can, you can conjugate it in the past, debunked. In the future, we'll debunk. And... Even with a with a beautiful modal verb, might debunk. <laughs> and I hope that you feel like I am debunking some of the myths around language learning and teaching as well um, here in this podcast. Because to me, there's nothing more important than than the truth. 
I hope you enjoyed uh, today's uh, Daily Digest podcast. I'm going to be talking more about uh, teaching philosophy tomorrow. But in the meantime, go and have a conversation because that's why you're learning a language. If you want to support this podcast, you can find a link to my Patreon at kangaroenglish.com, where you'll also find links to my Facebook page, Instagram, um, YouTube channel, and all the other stuff that I do. You'll find links to all of that. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Christian. This is Kangaroo English, and I'll see you in class.